Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on faking authenticity. And today we're paying particular attention (laughs) to performance. Performance, yes. Getting in there and wanting to make things happen, but... Who is going to make it happen? The real you? <laughs> the real you? Or the do we need you. to put on someone who can do it for us? Now, I know when we initially came up with this concept of performance, we really talked about just some of us find ourselves in a job function that requires us to be a certain way. And what if that requirement, and I say requirement in quotation marks, requires you to be good at something that you might not be very good at? Yeah, it's almost um, like we're getting confused between what is being at a learning edge where we're developing and need new skills and what is uh, more just you know wanting to put on the costume just come across as already there so you know one as we describe is grounded in reality you're in a situation where you need to do something that you don't have a certain skill or capacity or maybe are just never approached before and you need a way to learn it and try it there's that needing to step into something new and then there's the other it's just needs to fake it, put on something that you're not because of maybe seeing somebody else do it that way, um, having your only model being dominant type leaders. You might try to be dominant, but you're not really that way. You're much more of a collaborator and could possibly get the same better results by collaborating because that's your style than taking on someone else's. So how do we do this? How do we Let's use an example of maybe someone who's recently been promoted and Mm -hmm. has new certain job functions, some of which are totally in their capabilities and perhaps maybe something like a supervisory responsibility that isn't. Do you like the way I just said supervisory? Who do I think I am, right? Madonna with my fake British accent. I don't know. That was pretty impressive, yeah. (laughs) You have new responsibilities (laughs) that you're not quite comfortable in. And so those are the ones that we tend to kind of overcompensate in. But I imagine that we're afraid to show the real us, particularly in a position where you have to be over other people. So how do you learn what you need to learn without kind of seeming weak, I guess, is our, our fear. Well, you know, you're our main teacher here, Claudia. It has to do with not anticipating other people's responses and having their side of the conversation for them. So by pre-deciding that you need to come across as more competent or more skilled or experienced than you are, or what? People won't respect you, what? They won't listen, they won't respond. You're kind of doing a whole little number in your head ahead of time and saying, that if I said I'm learning or if I reveal that I'm nervous, something bad would happen. So we're trying to prevent some response that we don't even know is going to happen yet. This is an example of using, having fun with the words themselves because we're actually saying you're better off getting comfortable with your own discomfort. That sounds like a you know, contradiction of terms, but it's not. It's just being okay with being uncomfortable. Being, it's things you don't know. It might not go well. Somebody, you know... Maybe, you know, on a lower level of the organizational chart might know more than you in this area. But how does that become something bad? You know, you've pre-decided that it's going to be some kind of laughing at you or disrespect. And it rarely is. So we want to get comfortable in our discomfort. Well, one of the things that we've been talking about is sort of being grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. And um, again, you've said sometimes we anticipate the response from people. And most people probably... Well, let me say this another way. We're sort of assuming that people 
will not respect us for something we don't know or assuming that mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. won't respect us because we're not dominant or a certain type of person. Whereas you're not looking at the people around you. No, no, you're not taking them to account at all. You so leave them out of it. They might actually prefer to work with someone who's more honest and a different type of leader. Exactly. It absolutely is the opposite. Almost anyone would receive a request for help as a way of showing respect and would be glad to help you. The difference, you know, in the situation of the recently promoted person who doesn't know how to do certain things, you know, it's not like be honest like the subject's you. Oh, I'm not very good at this. It's not, not point that out. The point of being authentic is not to point out and dwell on how nervous you are, how scared you are, any of that. That doesn't need to be communicated to others. Where you want to show up yourself as if you don't know something, then you just, the issue, you want to go back to the issue. What's the issue at hand? What are you trying to get done that somebody on the staff team you know, knows how to get done and you don't yet? Then by asking them for their help, saying or just saying something simple like, I haven't done this before with you all. How are we doing this? How do you approach this here? You know, show me is a, you know, a tip of the hat. That's a sign of respect. They're acknowledging that you know something and that you can do it. And they're asking you to reveal it. Boy, people rise to that. They respond to that. That's, people love to help, especially when it's you know, requested in that way. So it's actually the response is kind of completely the opposite of what we think it's going to be. It's exhausting to put on a farce for very long. And in a position where your job responsibilities actually require you to to learn something and just basically deal with certain things that if you are sort of faking this authenticity for a long time, that it just would exhaust you. I mean, you wouldn't concentrate on the things that really matter. Oh, exactly. You just can't. Here's the hard thing to hear. So hold on to your chair, everybody, as we say this. You know, 90% of the time you're doing it to yourself. No one's disrespecting you. No one is concerned that you're not the right person for the promotion. It's all in your head. You want the promotion, you got the promotion, and now you're in it, and it's, you know, you're at a learning edge, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you are the only one who thinks there's something wrong with it. And so you have made this all up in your mind and put yourself in a situation where you got to pretend to be competent in something that you're still learning, but no one is expecting it of you. And boy, if we could just stop and catch ourselves in those moments. Say, ah, I caught you. Have some fun with it. You know, don't beat ourselves up over it, but just have some fun catching ourselves with it. Oh, ah, I'm thinking I need to put on my super competent, super independent, you know, I know how to be the manager thing because I got the promotion and you didn't. Put out the request. We'll come across completely differently. One, well, again, I'm struck with the way that you've helped us kind of separate our, our personal from the work. What's appropriate as the personal as appropriate in the workplace when we're talking about being authentic is not about coming out and saying all your weaknesses to your employees or your employer, <laughs> right. right. And saying like, and by the way, you know, I have a weakness yeah. for chocolate and <laughs> et cetera. It's really about keeping the issue focused on the workplace yeah. and the work. And you separate those things out and they each get their place so they can get their proper attention, but they don't hinge on each other's in ways that sabotages these working relationships. When you got to do something at work and you got to get results, you know, there's some stress involved with that. And the task is to make sure you're keeping that a positive stress for yourself. 
and a, a motivating stress so that you go out and choose to learn what you need to learn to rise to the moment and choose to confront what needs to be confronted in the moment rather than just being overwhelmed that you have to come up with this success story and win and be admired. We got to get away from those totally centered desires. Well, again, it's grounded in reality. Huh? What's, mm-hmm. what's really the issue? Well, next week we'll finish up our series on faking authenticity with our topic of getting others to act. And uh, I'm sure this is a, a big topic. Yes. And it won't be on to authentically manipulate. Right, right. We, being authentic is not an excuse to behave poorly towards our, <laughs> the people we work with. Well, join us on the web at boldenterprises.com as always with any comments, questions, or stories. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.